Hello, and welcome to Writing the Coast. I'm your host, Megan Cole, and Writing the Coast is the official podcast of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes. On Writing the Coast, you'll hear conversations about books, publishing, and of course, our annual prizes. Our guests include the finalists and winners of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes, and organizers and book enthusiasts from across the province and territory. On this episode, you'll hear my chat with Joanna Lilly. Joanna is an author living and writing in Whitehorse, Yukon. I reached out to Joanna recently when I started getting likes on my tweets from Yukon Words. Upon closer inspection, I saw that there was a new society focused on connecting word artists in Yukon. Joanna Lilly is on the board of Yukon Words, and in our conversation, you'll hear how right now the society is focused on creating a solid foundation so that eventually they can include events, workshops, and more. Joanna is the author of five books and is the Yukon representative for the Federation of BC Writers. She was born in the south of England and lived in Scotland and Wales before moving to Canada. In our conversation, Joanna talks about how Yukon has influenced her work, how she loves the snow, and what led to the creation of Yukon Words. Here's my chat with Joanna. Hi, I'm Joanna Lilly, and I'm here in Whitehorse in Yukon, and uh, I write poetry and fiction, um, and I also have a day job in government communications. And so one of the reasons I reached out to you was I started seeing Yukon words on my uh, social media accounts. And I, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about what Yukon words is. Absolutely. Yeah, this is very exciting development here in Yukon. We last year, we set up a new society and uh, we're calling it Yukon Words. And it's very much to try and get some sort of writing related activities and programs going. And we're really keen to make sure we're thinking really broadly. So we called it Yukon Words because we want to talk about the word arts in every single way. So, um, you know, from storytelling to publishing to performance to page publishing, uh, you know, and lots of other things I'm sure we haven't thought of as well. We have um, 14 First Nations here in Yukon and 11 of them have uh, settled their land claims. So they're uh, governments now and they're doing all sorts of exciting things too so uh, yeah we just want to try and help get as many voices out there as we can yeah why was it important to start this society well I think we're a small territory there's maybe about forty-two thousand people here in the whole territory um, which is quite big I'm from the UK as you can probably tell so I often equate it to um the UK fits into the Yukon two times. So we're a huge area, but not a lot of people. So we have some really good support from the local government of Yukon, but it always feels like we need to have a kind of a industry body or a society supporting writers more broadly. So that's what we're kind of aspiring to eventually is to almost have a guild or a federation or something if we can get there. Yeah, just some more infrastructure to support writers and word artists of every level. Yeah. What do you think is unique or different about the literary community or the word word arts community? I love that term in <laughs> the Yukon. Um, I think in a way we're not unique. I know uh, people who live in Yukon, we like to think we're special and unique. Um, and I'm sure we're not really. But as I say, we do have a, a huge, yeah, we have a huge First Nation culture and his, historical presence. And that's really important to everyone who lives here. 
and we have some challenges in that we are we're remote you know you have to travel to get here obviously right now nobody's able to do that so we yeah we want to just kind of reach out more and provide more support for people who are trying to do interesting things with words yeah yeah and another thing we want to do as well is kind of work we want to obviously work north south with southern canada but we really love to work east west as well so um for example in alaska there's an organization called 49 writers which is pretty well established and has an executive director and and funding and you know they're doing lots of really exciting stuff and we'd love to also look east to the northwest territories our neighbors in canada and then further across to nunavut as well and see if we can just build up some more connections that way yeah yeah, I think there's like something that I always think of because I live in Powell River, which is not that, <laughs> I guess, not nice. that far from Vancouver. Beautiful. Yeah, but it, there's, it seems like there's this kind of false understanding in Canada that you need to be in writing, you need to be near these like publishing centers. But I think people forget that there's like a strength and vitality that comes in strong communities, uh, in small remote communities. We're almost like forced to kind of find each other a bit more and to build uh, societies like you have. What are some of the things you're most excited about uh, in the literary community in um, the Yukon that maybe people outside don't know about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's true. It's it's an amazing community here. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that statistically, we actually do have a high percentage of artists, so musicians, visual artists, writers, all sorts. I think a lot of people sort of choose to come here and they want to live here, which is really wonderful. I've, I've lived in places where not everyone really wants to be there, you know, so it's it's really lovely to be somewhere where people really appreciate where we are and want to help sort of build the community. Um, so yeah, we do have a really strong community. And um, I suppose one of our challenges is that we've had some wonderful events and programs over the years, but if it's volunteer based, then people get burnt out quite quickly. So something might pop up and be very wonderful. And then it can be really hard to sustain that year after year. Um, so that's partly where we want to set up the society is try and have a sustained presence to support people yeah yeah what are some of the interesting things you've been part of um in the writing community well um looking further back um, not long after i moved here which is almost 15 years ago it's a long time now clear uh, roberts poet a wonderful poet was launching the whitehorse poetry festival so we were able to have four poetry festivals we had one every two years so that was very exciting and brought all sorts of wonderful poets up here to work with and and read to the community here so that was that was particularly exciting Uh, Lily Gontard um, ran a couple of festivals that uh, were in sort of partnership with the Atlin Arts and Music Festival which is actually just over the BC border but you have to come through Yukon to get there so we we adopt them so we've had yeah we've had terrific terrific events over the years and I think yeah events are very wonderful and what we want to do but I think it would be wonderful to have more kind of longer term residencies and mentorships longer term programs as well and try and find a way to sustain that yeah do you think there's a desire within um the Yukon writing community to kind of change how perhaps you're you're perceived in Canada broader. Like I I think, you know, for some time, 
people think of you writing from the Yukon and the North in general as being a certain way. Um, do you see that? Yeah, I think we're quite keen to perhaps move on from the gold rush associations. Obviously, it's a very significant part of our history. And there are some, you know, very prominent writers, Robert Service, Jack London, that have kind of come out of that. So we're, yeah, we're keen to, yeah, move on, move on and acknowledge, obviously, you know, these, these very successful writers in the past, um, but share what's happening now. Yeah, the, the vibrancy and the First Nations culture and so on, which is much more, you know, which has been around a lot longer. Yeah, the gold rush, I think, was only really three years or something like that. So, yeah, it would be good to broaden out and try and shift that perception. And perhaps also, I think a lot of people mix us up with Yellowknife, which is uh, in the Northwest Territories to the east. And that's a wonderful place. And they have an amazing festival, Northwards Festival. But I think we both get a little frustrated with people getting Yukon and Northwest Territories mixed up and White Horse and Yellowknife. And we, you know, we joke about White Knife and Yellow Horse and all that kind of thing. So it would be quite fun to maybe raise awareness a little more about about the North. And it's it's wonderful because often when I was able to go south and meet other writers, it was so great. You have such a good response and so many people want to come here. So we'd love to we'd love to try and make that happen. Yeah, I I was talking to Tara, I think it was last year now, and I was saying that the North has always been a place that I've wanted to visit. I I don't know why. It's just I at one point applied for a journalism job in Yellowknife because I wanted to go up and work, but haven't made it yet. (laughs) Well, you should come come and visit us as soon as we can start flying again. Yeah, Yeah, it's only two and a quarter hours from Vancouver on the plane. So yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. Were you writing in the UK as well, or was that something that really took shape when you arrived in the Yukon? I was writing in the UK, yeah. Um, I've been trying to write and get published for many, many years. I did a master's in creative writing in Scotland. I was living there, which really helped me kind of come out of the closet, not in a big way, but start to come out of the closet as a writer, because I, I kind of was didn't have a lot of confidence that's for sure so I think it did help me coming to a new country and Britain is is quite heavily kind of well you know you're kind of dragging around the colonialism the classism all of those things so it it can be quite hard to sort of identify yourself as an artist Um, whereas I think I probably had a bit felt a bit more freedom to do that here yeah yeah, it's an, it's an interesting question. I do think about that. I think it, it did help me being able to come to a new country. Yeah. Yeah. What did you first notice as a writer coming to Yukon? Well, I love the landscape here. I love Canada. You know, I mean, that's one of the major reasons I moved here with my husband to Canada is that the open spaces, the mountains, the wildlife. So, I mean, to to me, to be able to just see a bear in its natural habitat or a lynx if you're really lucky or you, you know even a coyote it's just amazing because in Britain the largest mammal is I'd say a badger yeah and a fox which are wonderful but we've we in the UK we kind of killed off all the bigger species um so it was it's very exciting to live here and a little nerve-wracking sometimes I spend a lot of time walking my dog in the forest and have my bear spray and always kind of listening out um, just in case, but it's, it's quite exhilarating. 
and the light here of course is amazing in the summer we um we do it does get dark or rather it's more of a dusk uh, and then in the winter i love the snow and i know that sounds crazy um, but I actually feel a bit sad when the snow starts to melt in the spring. It's just, uh, it's just, and we've had a wonderful uh, winter so far for snow. So the cross-country skiing and just wandering about in the forest has been so stunning and beautiful. Did any of that impact your your writing when you moved? Did you see it change in terms of just even that that landscape change, the geography? Did that have an impact at all? I think it did. I certainly, um, yeah, I certainly my first book of poems was published um in canada just, just oh well a few, several years after i moved here and yeah there are there are quite a few poems in there about living in the north and the kind of environmental guilt of living somewhere that you have to you don't have to fly to but you kind of have to fly to and everything here comes up by highway or by boat you know it's not a it's a hard place to live a, a green life um so yeah that was certainly a theme and continues to be for my writing and yeah just the just the beauty of it and the and the light that I've mentioned and I and I do have a lot of poems about walking my dog in the forest so I always kind of have to weave those out and, you know, <laughs> okay I'll just keep those keep those for me <laughs> yeah I'm sure there I'm sure if you built a collection around uh, those <laughs> poems you would find readers I can think Maybe, of some right yeah. now <laughs> Yeah. What sort of things is uh, Yukon Words working on right now? Has it been challenging to organize given what's going on in the world right now? Yeah, it's in a, I was thinking about that too. In a way, it's a good time and it's been a difficult time. So we, you know, we, we wanted to gather a few members, you know, board members. Um, some of us knew each other. So meeting on Zoom isn't so tricky, but, you know, some, some of us haven't ever met each other and still haven't. So that's been interesting, but we have a really, really great group. We also, yeah, we spent, it took a while just to become a society with the paperwork and so on. And, you know, people in isolation and not in isolation and all the logistics of that kind of took a while. But then I think, well, maybe it's been a good time to get ourselves established during the pandemic so that you know when we can start doing a bit more we'll be we'll be ready um, so we're still in the early stages we're hoping to start having public meetings maybe four times a year probably online to start with and and try and bring in more ideas from the public and the writing community you know people who don't necessarily want to be on a board but they want you know they want to contribute um, and we want to start getting some funding applications in. But yeah, we are really at the early stages. And I should mention that our commissioner, Commissioner of Yukon, set up a couple of really exciting programs here as well. And um, in the last couple of years, one is that we now have a Borealis Prize, which is in fact with BC and Yukon Book Prizes. Um, so Patty Flather and Leonard Linklater won that for the first time this September, just gone. So that's for contributions to the to the community, the writing community. So that's really exciting. And the commissioner has also launched um, a story laureate program. So Michael Gates is in that position and he started in January and I believe that's for three years. So we've reached out to them because we're very keen to partner with them as much as we can. So hopefully we'll be meeting them soon. They're really keen to meet as well and see if we can kind of support each other to, to create more of a community. Yeah. 
you're in early stages, but do you have any kind of events and programs you're you're working on with the society? I think at this stage, it's mostly establishing those public meetings. So we hope to have one next month um, and bringing in those ideas. Yeah, we are we are really at the early stages, and I I know that some of us. I'm not directly involved in this, but um, there's a there's definitely a plan to have some podcasts and to have that set up regularly. Ben Sharland moved here um, a little while ago and he's a podcaster, which is really exciting. So he's he's helping get that off the ground. So I think that's probably, that could be the first thing that kind of goes out into the public. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, it's, it's not very exciting, but it's funding applications, yeah. And, and trying to get ourselves some funding so we can do some programming. Yeah. Yeah. Not exciting, but important. Very important. Yeah. And, yeah. and because we've, you know, we've all learned the hard way that, yeah, if we don't have that, those kind of resources, then, the, you know, we will get volunteer burnout. So we're, we're trying to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, any favorite uh, writers or words art folks that you think the rest of the world should know about and that we haven't heard enough about from the Yukon? Well, I know... Um, now then, this is tricky, yeah, because if I name some names and then I'll forget, <laughs> no. people are thinking, "Oh no, I forgot them." Um, there was some exciting news um, just very recently, the last couple of days. Um, the Arctic Cycle program, which I think is based in the US, they they've launched um, a program of fifty playwrights around the world writing on. I think the more kind of like, what's your dream of how things could be from a climate crisis? point of view in a, in a positive sense and there are two Yukon playwrights who were picked which is very exciting one is Patty Flather who I've already mentioned and the other one is Ren Bryan who I think is living in Winnipeg right now but she's a Yukon playwright as well so that's really exciting yeah so that's they're definitely two names to look out for and I think the plays will be coming out in March so I'm looking that's forward great. to that yeah yeah, yeah. it is great yeah I think that's one of the things that I, I find most exciting about the pandemic, if we can find exciting things about yes. a pandemic. But it seems like we're we're looking beyond our maybe the cities that we live in and seeing things so much further away than I think we were maybe a year ago. The thing everything seems a bit closer and I, we're more curious, I think, about how the rest of the world is living now, which I think is important. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think, yeah, I, I mean, we've all already been online for a long time. But yeah, I think we're really seeing how connected we can be all over the world. I know that I'm, I'm taking part in a symposium in a couple of weeks time in the UK, which is really amazing, you know, and although I do have to, I have to read some poems at about 4am because of the time difference, but it's fine. I'm going to do it. So, but it's just amazing. Yeah. That I can do that day. I, I don't have to get on a plane. I can just take part from here. So it's exciting. Thanks so much to Joanna for being on the podcast and thanks as always to you, our listeners for subscribing and listening to writing the coast. Now, if you want to learn more about the BC and Yukon book prizes, visit our website, bcyukonbookprizes.com. And if you want to stay in the loop about all things BC and Yukon book prizes, including upcoming events, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Next time on Writing the Coast, you'll hear my conversation with Greg Bechtel, an Edmonton writer who arrived at the Pierre Burton House last year as their writer-in-residence 
and is still there. Thanks for listening to Writing the Coast.